0: Stories That Matter studios, I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Townsville, in Queensland's lush tropical north, is renowned for its easy access to the Great Barrier Reef, the beaches of nearby Magnetic Island, a wildly successful rugby league team and an abundance of marine life. But you can now add to that list the sensuous sounds of classical instruments such as violins, bassoons and horns when the Australian Festival of Chamber Music takes over the city for 10 days of a balmy Northern Australian winter. This is artistic director Catherine Stott's second festival and this time she scored a number of of coups, including five world premieres, five Australian premieres, and 40 of the best chamber musicians on the planet playing compositions from the 13th century to the present day. And proving her commitment to emerging artists of the genre, Brisbane-born and now London-based composer Connor Donetto has been chosen as the composer in residence. His world premiere will feature, along with fellow Australian composer Jessica Wells, Catherine Stott tells me in this episode of Streets of Your Town how it's crucial the baton is handed to the next generation of classical music lovers and creators. So Catherine, thank you for joining us on Streets of Your Town on your whirlwind visit to uh, to Brisbane about the, this wonderful festival. Thank you so much. It's very
1: important that as many people know about it as possible. This is... You know this is the largest chamber music festival in australia possibly further than that so we've got 40 musicians coming from all over the world and many of our uh, audience members come from all over australia i mean some people told me last year that they've driven from perth can you imagine so you know amazing to to I've got to be saying the word to as many people as possible.
0: Now, forgive me, but maybe for some of our Streets of Your Town podcast listeners, can you tell us chamber music? What what is distinctive about chamber music in this classical music genre for people who aren't familiar with?
1: Yeah, I think chamber music is is something that musicians really love doing because if you play piano like I do, um, if I give a a piano recital that's incredibly lonely right that's just me it can be wonderful That's just me being responsible for myself if you come and play with QSO for example and you come in as soloist you've got like potentially up to 80 people to be handling you've got a conductor in the middle of everything you've got a lot, ee, of, pressure. A lot of pressure if you've got chamber music you in our festival, it's generally people that haven't played together before. So that's the added excitement. I think chamber music is the opportunity for maybe sometimes individual people to come together and exchange ideas. It's like you and I having a conversation. Or oh, intimate. But it's with, it, with instruments. And so in our festival, it's sometimes unique that we have people that have never played together in a formed group so for instance you might have the golden string quartet okay so they're people that work together in a small ensemble but they all know each other i might put together you know two people three people six that have never worked together before you have to find out what the person is like you need to know what their um, musical tastes are now how can you then suddenly present something on stage where all those ideas are bouncing and you're feeding off each other, you're responding to each other just as it's happening. You know, so we all have a bit of rehearsal time and then suddenly you, know, you wait for sparks to be flying in the air.
0: Like it's really yeah quite an, an innovative genre. There's some, some magic that can come out of that. Um, and I hear that one of your passions is also bringing quite new instruments to this genre. Can you tell us about that and, and who you brought this year? Well,
1: this year I'm really excited to be bringing um, the pipa player. And the pipa is uh, Chinese lute. So, it's, you know, imagine a guitar but kind of held in a vertical position rather than going across the body. And it's a beautiful instrument, but it's a woman. She plays in the Silk Road Ensemble that have been touring Australia. And um, it, it's all very well for me to think, okay, let's have the peeper, but I want her to play with other instruments. And she comes with some very special pieces that probably some of the other people in the festival have not played before. So she'll be collaborating, because this is what the whole thing is about. It's about collaborations, new communications. She can introduce other musicians to some works that are maybe from also from China that they, they may not have come across before. I'm also bringing over some small harps uh, and they're being flown over from the UK. So we tried to go oh, yeah. especially... We couldn't find any uh, here in Australia. There are Celtic harps around, but th- we're bringing over a Bray harp and a lever wire strung harp and uh, these are being flown over they're quite small and a wonderful harpist that i'm bringing is called ruth wall she'll play the concert harp as well and um, she's going to play music from the 13th century up and that gives me a very broad palette in which to be working
0: and i hear that there is a local hero here as well that perhaps people may not have heard of, a, a Brisbane star in the making. Absolutely, well we've all, I think the festival
1: has historically always had a composer in residence and normally that slot seems to have gone out to very well established composers and I thought let's mix this up a little bit for the first time I want to bring this to a young emerging composer and this is Brisbane born, uh, Connor Dinetto. And Claire Edwards came to the festival last year with a piece by Connor. I really loved it. And we spoke about him and I went to meet Connor, finishing his studies in London. I mean, that's how young he is,
0: Brilliant.
1: Uh, but he's really exciting. And um, we've got a commission for him to write for the Golden String Quartet. So Paul, what Connor wonderful opportunity, for it. amazing opportunity. And Connor has been like champing at the bit for about a year dying to tell the world of this news and I said like, Connor you've got to keep it to yourself so he's thrilled now to be able to start shouting about it and I'm, I'm really delighted to offer that invitation to somebody young because I think sometimes it's nice to see what somebody is up to in the early part especially as a composer you know because if you if we revisit Connor let's say in 20 years his stars may have changed a great deal who knows what directions he might be going off so I think it's really interesting to see what kind of ideas he has now, and see where that leads. It's a journey we can all start to follow as from now.
0: And when you think of even the history of classical music, I mean, some of these composers were very young
1: when they made their, you oh know, their own work. Absolutely, <laughs> one only needs to think about Mozart, for goodness' sake, and what a, a composer like that! You know, people do have very formed ideas at a very young age. But I think it's sometimes just nice to pick up on the journey and be aware. And I think it's our responsibility as musicians and mine as an artistic director um, to just be on the lookout in whatever form that might be. I mean, last year we had a wonderful young Australian violinist, Grace Clifford, and I think she was the youngest performer ever to be at the festival. And it was just great to bring her there and, um, and, and see... Everybody knows of Grace already in Australia. She's a well-known figure. But just to bring her to the festival, mix her up with other artists that, you know, have maybe not come across her yet, and and we can all be in on the process together. Can we give any hints on what his creation may be? Uh, With Connor? Yes. Uh, No, I have no idea. I I mean, he... surprise. uh, Surprise. I mean, with the commission... You know, you never know, I think as a young composer you would look at who you're writing for and then it's up to you to have the confidence to take that initiative and fly with it. I think they've met and they've had some discussions, I don't get involved with that. I just give him a brief on like uh, not to go over time by too much, otherwise I get in trouble for the concert lasting too long. I think he's
0: very lucky to have you as an artistic director to give you that freedom. Uh, but uh, well, it's th- that's certainly wonderful, and and you've got some other well-known uh, trios that are coming. Um, I worked in Adelaide for quite a while, so I'm quite familiar with some of them. Can you tell us about? Uh, yeah, well, I think I've got a kind of. I let's turn that a little bit more more
1: towards a trio focus. So uh, rather than sort of performers, I've got a. Um, a focus on m- music in trio form so I've got music some huge blockbusters so music by Rachmaninoff by Tchaikovsky by Shostakovich by Schoenfield. now those are kind of like really big uh, well-established pieces but I've also got some little gems of trios that have hardly been played uh, or rarely played let's say and a small trio by French composer Cretlaine, and it lasts just three and a half minutes absolutely delicious piece called Epitaph de Jean Harlow I mean what a title um, and from that I sent four little trios to a friend of mine who's an author and I said does this does do these four pieces Schubert, Sibelius, Grieg, Kirchland. Does anything spring to mind? And she's now written a story called The Final Hour and that's going to be a performance, a dramatic story in real time. It's going to start at 9.30 at night. This story is going to unfold by the minute, interspersed with these trios. So, you know, sometimes you have an idea and it then becomes something else. So my, at the beginning, my mini-focus of trios, I never thought there would be a story involved in the middle of that,
0: you know? So things happen. What about uh, that setting of Townsville itself? I think many Queenslanders would know Townsville for being quite steamy and a great place for holidays. How does this chamber music fit into this city and is it embraced by the locals?
1: Oh, very much so. We just did a big launch there a couple of nights ago and, uh, you know, people were really, like, turning out Uh, in force and really looking forward because I think it's a way for them to welcome visitors into their city and show what they have there and of course you know now they've been through this devastating uh, event and there's still a lot to do and people, some people's lives have really been destroyed by this but what they need right now is this positive vibes this, uh, you know, music is a very healing form And uh, it's fantastic that the timing couldn't be better, I think.
0: will bring for people who have been through
1: that? I think it can bring optimism, maybe some respite for some people that might still be suffering. Uh, I mean, from having been there just now, I see that life is continuing, but I know that there are people who will be suffering for months to come. They might not be people that would normally come to the festival, but I would say come and give it a try, because this might be just... a a lovely diversion and you know music's a great healer in all kinds of senses the festival itself also brings about eight million dollars into the economy of townsville and i think that's significant it's significant yeah it's in all kinds of different ways so i think that's probably coming at a really great time um so yeah I, i i think from now This will give people a few months, you know, get sorted out, whatever, and it will bring a focus on Townsville that is different. It's like, you know, they have their lovely saying, Townsville shines. And I was saying, let's make it shine again. You know, it's a beautiful time of the year to be there. I've just been there now and it was so hot and steamy and I thought, wow, people's instruments would be exploding up there this so you know it doesn't a, happen
0: in winter though when you're up there
1: well you know the thing is in winter it's just it, it's hot but you don't have that humidity the same um, and it's just a a, a gorgeous climate so yeah, I, and I just can't wait to bring everybody there. I get very excited about bringing in all the artists. And, and you know, we, we get to go out to some lovely places around. So you take the festival out and about as well? We do. We have a day out on Orpheus Island and a couple of musicians, usually international people who maybe not, don't know about the islands, we do a little trip out to Orpheus Island. We, uh, we boat out all the uh, audience, or those who want to go, they get food on the way back. You might see whales. That's the big thing. We nearly capsized the boat last year because we suddenly saw them on the way home. Uh, we do try and do a bit of whale spotting. And then we have about an hour's music on the beach. or always say to the musicians, don't dress up, spare <laughs> under the palm trees. And we do an event on a magnetic island as well. And yeah, it's nice to kind of use the... Use the surrounding beauty that's there, I mean, it's very
0: lovely, so it's a gorgeous spot. And what about young people? Uh, Do you have any specific aspects to include young people and keep this genre
1: going? Well, we do. We have a fantastic course. We call it our winter school. So young um, ensembles from all over Australia, actually anybody can apply, so you can come from the USA if you want. And we promote this course where they come up and, and actually see what, what the musical life is really
0: about. And uh, here on Streets of Your Town, Catherine, we always ask what people's favourite street is for you. You've been telling us about the wonders of Townsville. Do you have a little favourite spot that you go to? I and... do. And funnily
1: enough, I've been going to the festival on and off. You know, before I was the artistic director, I played there. And the first thing I have always do is go to this place called The Strand. And I I did it just the other day. It's like for some reason I just have to gravitate there and it's a beautiful pathway that hugs the coast for a couple of miles. You look out over the palm trees, over the ocean, you see Magnetic Island and I do it religiously. And so I think that's my favourite spot in the whole of Townsville.
0: What about at home? Can you tell us, do you have a little favourite spot at home that you dream of sometimes that you go to for a bit of... Solar soil. you feel comfy there
1: i do but i don't think it's really a street but it's a place and i live in manchester but i go about one hour out into yorkshire and there's a beautiful place called bolton abbey it's it's the ruins of a very old abbey but it's next to a wonderful river and i have a dog and i take him there he's called archie And he's a spaniel, and we just have the most beautiful time. I can walk about seven miles there and have a fabulous time. I think that's my go-to place if I just need to clear my head a little bit. I love nature. I'm also a city girl, so I'm a bit of a mix, but I do love nature, and for me, that's probably my, my special
0: place. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing with us about this wonderful Townsville Festival that hopefully we can get more people to. Can you just tell us the dates again? yes the dates it starts on
1: uh 26th of july and it finishes on the 4th of august we've got 25 events Uh, you can come up and listen to one or two just come for a night uh there are people that buy this thing called the gold pass and they 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 listen to every single thing from start to finish go up on the website just put in australian festival of chamber music you'll find out everything but um you know come you'll get the warmest of welcomes and music on an international level. so contribute to a, a place that really needs it right now as well. Absolutely, absolutely. People want you to come. We want you to come.
0: Be that. That was Catherine Stott, Artistic Director of the Australian Festival of Chamber Music, with pieces from renowned Australian composer Jessica Wells and saxophonist Amy Dixon playing throughout this podcast. Works from both will feature at the festival in Townsville from July 26th to August 4th in Far North Queensland.